Hello and welcome to Extra Credit, the podcast that connects you to what's happening in Hamilton County Schools and answers your most pressing questions. I'm your host, Cody Patterson, and today we're continuing our weekly series called Behind the Board. Remember, the goal of Behind the Board is for our listeners to get to know each and every member of the Hamilton County School Board. And today's guest is Marco Perez, who serves as the Hamilton County School Board member for District 2. Marco, good to have you this morning. Tell our listeners something new. How are you? What's going on in your world these days? Well, thank you very much, Cody. And, and to our listeners, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, it's just, uh, I, I was sharing with them, today was a nice morning with a good crystal biscuit. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and so it's just been a good day. Well, we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to not only speak with us, but to give our listeners a chance to get to know you better. Um, and so we'll kind of jump right in. Before we get into kind of any any board conversation and your story there, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about you, your family. What do you do during the day? Sure. What are some things that you're interested in? Sure. Well, uh, as, as some might know, I was born in Costa Rica. Uh, I moved uh, to the States twice. I came up here uh, to go to university in South Carolina, and which is where I met my wife. We went back there and we led a ministry in Costa Rica for about 11 years. Mm-hmm. And then we came back uh, with three children at that point, all three of them, three girls born down there, and, uh, and lived in Austin, Texas for a year and moved to Chattanooga right after, where we've been here for about 10 years. I currently uh, do two things. I'm, I'm a consultant independently. Uh, helping with financial management for some uh, small businesses. And then I work uh, for La Paz Chattanooga just recently. I, I, I joined their staff. I've been on their board for years. And, and uh, due to COVID and some of the, some of the, f- the effects on, on many organizations, uh, uh, decided to come on board and, and support them in, in this year as we move forward. But yeah, so each day I'm there and each day I'm, I'm with my family is pretty much the summary of who I am. So four girls and you, so we need to change the title of this to yeah. Outnumbered, right? Oh, <laughs> always, always the case. I never win an argument. Yeah. Let's put it that way. <laughs> And what are, I mean, what are some of your hobbies? Like when you've got some spare time and I've got two kids, so I don't, I don't understand the three kid life, but what are some things when you got a little extra time to yourself that you enjoy doing or looking into? Well, it's, uh, it's actually one of my personal, uh, goals is to, is to find better hobbies. I, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not interesting when it comes to hobbies. The other day I went, uh, frisbee golfing with a neighbor. I really had fun, and hey, I thought, well, maybe I should throw that as I a I love hobby. frisbee golf. I've got yeah, a bag full of drivers in my garage. Oh, there so you go. Yeah, no, amazing. I really enjoyed it. I had a great time, so I thought, well, maybe I'm discovering a hobby now. And I felt good at it, which was, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know if he made me feel good, but I hit, you know, I hit a few uh, baskets right away, and and so I'm hopeful that maybe it's been the sport that I had never discovered before. Frisbee golf. Wow, that's a great – I don't even need to ask the what's something our listeners may not know about you because that's amazing. That's great. So you got frisbee golf. Anything else? Um, no, I mean I hey, binge watch like everybody else. Sure. So you know it's it's uh, read, binge watch, uh, frisbee golf, and hang out with my family. I love that. Well, and and as our listeners get to know you and your story a little bit more, t- just give us a little history lesson on you know why did you want to join the Hamilton County School Board and, sure. and when did you join and and what kind of led you up to that moment. Well, I think like many of us, so I've been, ever since I moved here, to me, uh, being active in the community in which you live, I, I actually believe is a personal calling based in my faith. I, I think we don't, we're not, we're not to sit on the sideline of, of our communities, but we're to be influencers within 
our community. Uh, and from the very beginning, I saw the importance of Chattanooga moving forward on its education initiatives and really uh, moving out of where I perceived uh, as a newcomer that this uh, community was, Hamilton County was. And I've seen in the last uh, few years, I've been very impressed with some of the changes and some of the moves. And I saw it as an opportunity for me to actively participate in that same process and, and continue in, in my service to to our community as a whole. So uh, so I went through the whole process to get on there. It was not what I expected, but um, but then uh, I just feel honored that, that I get to serve in this way. And, and remind our listeners, what year did you join the board? So I joined uh, this last year uh, during COVID. So I've had a, a wow. very rough. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even know that. Wow, yeah, that's no, amazing. So August of 2020. Uh, no was pressure. My, yeah, no. It's uh, I. I. I joke. It's. It's not. Everybody asks you, like, well, what's it like? I'm like, it's. It's been a year, right? It, it hasn't been. Uh, and of course, for everybody, not just for me, but um, it's been. It's been a year that education, especially, has been tested in ways that would have been unexpected. Uh, before right so uh, I'm I'm honored and and I don't mean that lightly like uh, you know and, and again because I don't believe I I, I am alone in some of these uh, purposes and decisions I feel I feel very blessed to be able to serve but it's uh, obviously you know a pretty pretty rough intro to to being on a board and uh, and I I do think our story will be told uh, for years to come in, in other schools around the country and other districts that will be taught as to how we were able to uh, just pivot and do what needed to be done at the time. I, I am prayerful, I think, as everybody else is, that next year will be much more normal, much more boring, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and that we'll just go back to some of the same activities and, and and uh, and even problems that we've had before, maybe without this whole new addition. Just getting back had. to a rhythm yeah. would be nice. And and as you talk about, you know, reflecting on your experience getting onto the board and, and from the last year, give our listeners a little bit more perspective on you. Why do you think public education is so important? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think public education is what is available to the majority of our community. Uh, and uh, not everybody has the opportunity to uh, have some special form of education, whether it's private or, or even, uh, you know, personalized in one-way homeschool or anything like that. And, and we need to make sure that the vast majority of our community is well-educated. Uh, we need to make sure that we have uh, good opportunities for everybody as, as they move forward. So. Uh, you know, not only are we obligated to do that, but we we really want our education to be one of the best. And I think it attracts, you know, it, it makes a community attractive. Uh, and I, you know, I mentioned when I moved here, I noticed some of the uh, effects. And, and I recall back then when we would look at some houses and some of the developments that were happening in Chattanooga at the time, and we'd try to figure out where we were going to live. And I'd ask about the education. Where would my kids go to school? The answer I would get back then was well we have some great private schools in Chattanooga and I'm, I'm not kidding that was the immediate answer mm. and that's how I realized no the answer has to be oh yeah go to this school that's right you know we're zoned for this school as an excellent school or did you know we've got all these school choice yeah, options in the county yeah like you you're not limited and you don't have to choose where you live based on 
on a school, but all of our schools uh, need to be excellent. All of our students need to have an opportunity for, for a great education. All of our students need to see the opportunity for, for a future that's bright and exciting and hopeful. And, uh, and so for me, public education, again, because it's what the majority of people have access to, uh, has to and will always be what the majority of people have access to, will always have to be top of what we offer our community. Love that. And, and in thinking about the board life and the meetings and, you know, what people see on, on the YouTube channel or people who attend the meeting mm-hmm. in person, give us a little more insight on what's one or, or a few things that you enjoy about being a board member. Like what, what are some things that, you know, having been there for about a year that have really stood out to you or that you look forward to or enjoy about being a board member? Well, again, I, I think people uh, have a sometimes uh, incorrect, uh, perception of what the board is supposed to do. So the board, uh, from my understanding, always has been uh, three things that we do. One, we we hire uh, the superintendent. That's a huge responsibility for the board. And I think, again, we're blessed to have an excellent superintendent right now. Uh, the second thing that the board does is, is go over the budget, make sure that we are uh, spending correctly and wisely and, and maximizing every dollar for, for the purpose of, of education for our students. And then the third thing is we set policies. Uh, you know, we, we get calls. I, I learned this, you know, people will call the board to, you know, fix an issue where, where we actually, I mean, we can communicate to people involved, but we don't have authority in a lot of areas because the board doesn't act independently. It acts as a board. So I, I don't make decisions about you know, what's happening inside of a school specifically, I make decisions on a policy level with the rest of the board as nine of us vote to make those decisions. And I think often people don't see it that way. They, they assume that, you know, I'm going to go straight to the board member because I've got to complain about a teacher. Well, my response to them is go talk to the teacher or go talk to the principal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy to forward an email, which I, I will do, like just to warn the principal, by the way, the situation is going on. You may want to uh, want to reach out to the parent or talk to the parent. But really, it's, it's not the board's role to get involved at that level. That would be. And I, I've served on boards for many years, and I've served uh, in places that had boards over me. And you never want a board to get involved in the – uh, details of, of uh, education uh, and so uh, or in the details of whatever organization it is uh, but much less education I'm not an educator I'm a finance guy the last thing you want me to do is make tiny decisions about you know what type of pilot pencils a teacher needs to have yeah. right like that's not my best uh, best uh, use or I'm the last person you want in the room for that sort of thing. So, um, so often that's it. So I, I've appreciated the opportunity. I mean, I'm still, I still feel like I'm learning and again, and, and much of what we've had to deal with this year, uh, won't be what we deal with on normal years, but, um, cause we've had operational meetings about, you especially oh, yeah, called, we've had the mm-hmm. budget. It's just like you said, there's been a lot of unique problems to solve for. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's awesome. Well, and, and we already covered the most interesting thing or something that they may not know about you, which apparently is that you are uh, an up and coming Frisbee golfer. So we'll, <laughs> yeah, there you we'll go. Keep gonna, an eye, we'll keep an eye on the world. We'll keep an eye on your career and well, see if you get I'll on the circuit. Thing, okay, go ahead. Uh, one thing that, uh, uh, that never came up when I campaigned or, or very, I, I don't think came up, but I was a teacher too, actually. Okay. My, my first job out of college uh, was as a 
K through five Spanish teacher in uh, Dutch Fork Elementary School in Irmo, South Carolina. So, uh, and, and it was a, a fascinating experience. Uh, the, the school district uh, uh, there was trying to include um, language education uh, all from kindergarten. And I was the first teacher out of college without a teaching degree. And I was basically told, can you develop this whole program wow. uh, for K through five? We've never had it, 700 students. Um, and can you develop? So I used to teach uh, 25 minute sessions, you know, 11 a day, you know, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, all the way through uh, twice a week, each group would come through. And, and, uh, and, and so I have uh, great memories, great stories. Uh, I don't usually share it too much because uh, it lasted two years and then we sure. moved. And I think teachers who've poured their life into teaching probably may look at that like, okay, well, he's one of those that lasted two years, right? But, um, but it was uh, But it does it give you a, a special understanding. Experience. I mean, I taught, I taught high school English for four years, yeah. so I understand, and that's one of the things that I, I really wanted to get back to education, having been in the PR world and, and communicating yeah. on behalf of our families. But it, it matters, being oh, able yeah. to understand it, and empathize. And, and, and there's so many things. I mean, that was one of the years uh, that I was there that they incorporated this testing where students were required to complete the entire test. Uh, and, and, you know, and after two hours of having a third grader sit there weeping, you know, because they were still required to finish it. I'm like, okay, clearly some people up the ladder have never sat in a classroom mm. to make decisions for students because anybody would know that this just is not. And I think that's a, that's a reality of, of those of us who sit on a board is we don't know the, the, the experience and we need to be able to listen to those on the ground uh, as much as possible in order to incorporate their uh, knowledge, their experience, their capacities, and, and not think that because I, uh, you know, suddenly because I became a board member doesn't make me an expert in these mm -hmm. things. I, I really need to listen to others who have much more expertise than I do. And bringing that, that piece of you, though, as an educator is, is present when you're considering mm -hmm. and you're reflecting and you're voting. And I, I think that's a wonderful thing for our listeners mm -hmm. to know. I love that. And, and this is a question that we end on for every guest, and it's, mm -hmm. it's one of my favorite questions to ask. And since you've been a teacher, I've been a teacher, this will resonate with you. But who is someone who, you, you don't necessarily have to say your favorite, but a teacher that really made an impact on you, and, and maybe that impact even still lives with you today? Who would that person be if you had to, if you had to pick one or someone that just comes to mind? Well, I, uh, so I'll pick the first that came to my mind, but um, which was Mr. Conradson in uh, eighth grade math. Uh, he, I've always loved math. I've always enjoyed it. I've loved the problem solving. Uh, I, I you know, actually started my career in engineering and then moved to, moved to uh, um, ministry uh, after that. But, um, but I just remember he, he made it fun and therefore math to me was always a fun subject it was something i i always enjoyed throughout my uh throughout my studies and throughout my career um and so now i'm a finance guy right which yeah. which basically means i deal with numbers all day um and and so and i go back to an eighth, eighth grade teacher who just knew how to uh, how to trigger in me the excitement about something that most people don't get excited about. So Yeah, I'll be honest and say, as a former English teacher, I just always leaned so heavy on my math friends, like yeah. grading and, 
and I taught eighth grade for one year and quickly retreated back to high school. But I, I love that. That's a unique year, and, and it's, yeah. it's great to hear it's that story. Year, yeah. Well, thanks for joining us for today, g- giving us time. And, and thank you to all our listeners for joining us for today's episode of Extra Credit, a podcast that connects you with what's happening in Hamilton County Schools and answers your most pressing questions. Be sure to join us next time as we continue our weekly summer series, Behind the Board. And don't forget to send any questions you have about Hamilton County Schools to communications at hcde.org. Have a great day, and remember, we are Hamilton.